Good morning, role players. Can you all hear me out there? Good. Let's get into it. This is In and Out of Character, a podcast about role playing and role players. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Mr. Island, and today I am here with Anthony from Critical Stupid. Is it Critically Stupid or Critical Stupid? Critically Stupid. Critically Stupid. I knew that. <laughs> you, you almost got it, though. I mean, you were close. I mean, it's, it's on brand to, you know, just meet that level of incompetence that we have. So, <laughs> Oh, I have a very bad habit of befriending people from um, podcasts that have this sort of self-deprecation to them uh to the, to the name of the podcast like the very first people i reached out when i started doing this whole grand the role players guild idea when i started making the website was um the role play rejects with damien oh, nice. and, and damien is like one of my best friends now so i have a very bad habit of befriending anybody from a deprecating uh podcast oh, yeah. show i mean it's uh, good though it's you know we don't think too highly of ourselves so you you just fit right in there it's perfect mm-hmm so, uh, as I said, Anthony here is with uh, Critically Stupid. Uh, could you please just introduce yourself to us? Uh, my name is Anthony. I'm a single dad writer. I, I write comic books, novels, children's books, all kinds of stuff like that. I also have a podcast called We Have Issues. It's a weekly mm-hmm. show. And I'm on uh, the Critically Stupid podcast. I play a half-elf bard named Arnold Stevelson who wants to be everyone's best friend. Yes, you you were very funny in that podcast. But I did not know you had another podcast, though. Um, yes. I don't know if you ever mentioned it in Critically Stupid. Uh, I've been I've been I've been doing a good job at keeping up with them, but I haven't listened to like the last four episodes. Um, oh, oh no, uh, no, for, uh, for Alex is just terrible at letting us plug things. I think it's because he does, <laughs> like I think it's because like he's on sub for his book and stuff, so he doesn't actively have anything aside from the podcast to plug. So he's like, oh, who cares about these nerds? You know, and I'm like, no, no, I want to tell people about my podcast. Um, but yeah, I've had a I've had a show for a while. It's on uh, YouTube, youtubecom slash We Have Issues Podcast. You know, you can also find us at you uh, you know We Have Issues Podcast.com. We have all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Awesome. I'll be more than happy to put that in the links below uh, and everybody else can can go find it. I'm more than happy to give it a listen to myself. Oh, um, yeah. Thanks. But on a serious note, hats off to you because I am also a single father and it is it is just so difficult. Like my, my baby boy just turned four years old and it's just been oh, him and I since yeah. he was about two months old. Yep. And yeah. hats off to you again. It is it is yeah. difficult oh. to raise a kid and still have a career. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you too, man. It's I know exactly that struggle. Yeah, that's that's my situation too. Now my son is eight. Uh, he's been it's just been the two of us since he was three. Um, so it's just, you know, it's it's been it's been tough for a while. It was really hard to feel productive or do anything outside of just being a you know a single dad, because, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's so time consuming. Uh, oh, but God. now basically, I, you know, I, I take my, my very precious nighttime hours when he goes to bed, and I just burn the candle at every end and do everything I can. So I have to. No. Yeah, so I I'm get it. Crazy. 
no, I, I get it. I absolutely get it because like at seven o'clock, like right now for me, it is seven. Yes. At this point, I would normally be uh, winding Jaden down and trying to get him to go to sleep, get him oh, yeah. to get some rest. Uh, just like not not go to bed, but just like, you know, it's time to calm down and stuff like that. And he normally falls asleep around 830, 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's when I get to do all my voice work. Yeah. Anything that I have to do, like my editing, like all of that for like two solid hours up until 10 o'clock sometimes 11 o'clock i am working and then i immediately have to be up at five o'clock for yep. my day job and yes. sometimes i'm doing that 12 hours a day and, oh yeah and then i come home again oh boy and oh, i yeah. just repeat that it's exhausting like if, like no no you go ahead i'm so sorry oh no it's, it's it's absolutely exhausting and it's you know it's it's unsustainable and i think we all know it but we're doing our best <laughs> you know like it's yeah, there's only so much you can do with the time you have, you know, and I, I try every once in a while, I, you know, I have a day job and I try like I, I plan ahead and I try to take a couple of days off of work to catch up with like personal projects and kind of like find my balance again, you know, because it's mm-hmm. it's really easy to find yourself in the muck of just life in general, you know, and that's you know, especially as a single parent. So. Well, so let me ask you about that, actually, if that's OK, like how yeah, do you how do you balance your parenting life with your role playing life with your um work life because like role playing itself can take up just a huge chunk of your time and i like i love role playing and i role play at mmos mostly but Mm. i you know i not only do i work a job and sometimes my job does work me into the ground i also have to come home and be a parent i still have to get my son from my friend's house or i have to get him from daycare or school or wherever he's at and then I have to spend a whole bunch of time with him. And then again, very, very little time for role-playing, even though role-playing just takes up so much oh, yeah. time as a hobby. Yeah. For, for me, I kind of do a, um, I, my technique would be most, I don't know, best described as the ostrich technique where I compartmentalize so strongly that I just stick my head in the sand of whatever I'm doing in the moment. And I try my best to live in that present. So when I'm with my son, I just do everything I can to ignore everything else and not focus on role playing or the podcast or any of the stuff. And I basically neglect everything else to the greatest extent until he goes to bed and I take my head out of that sand and I put it in other sand as deeply as I can so I can ignore everything else. And that's, you know, so that's essentially what I do is I just throw myself into uh, various head holes and do what I can wherever I, you know, wherever I am. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, you know, th- there is a there is a very specific time where I, I need to like, you know, I have a weekly podcast and we literally record the night before it launches. So I record for about an hour and then I spend the rest of the night in my waking hours editing that and then making a thumbnail and doing all that work and just simply doing everything I can to focus on that mm-hmm. and then I, I put it you know I send it off go to bed wake up next day and then I find the next thing my head needs to you know be in and you know I'm for, so so when it is critically stupid I just I try to be there for it as much as I can and be be that character as much as I can in that little in that space when it's appropriate you know mm-hmm. so it's I- you know, no, I get it because I, as soon as we get done, I'm going to edit this and it's going to go out tomorrow morning. Not to, yeah. not to time myself, but uh, I normally like to have a back stock of everything. But because of some things that happened a couple of weeks ago where people unfortunately just were not able to make it to the interview in time or like what happened with Diana is like the internet went weird and yeah. I could not, I just could not record that night. I, um, 
I've gone through all of my backlog and I'm desperately trying to figure oh. out when I'm going to re- like when I'm going yeah. to s- stockpile again because I like to have these episodes done at oh. least 2 weeks in advance. I do not like this whole No, that's that's a do great it the night thing. before. Yeah, if if you have a situation where you can create that uh pattern, that's amazing. Like with Critically Stupid, thankfully, we have that. We have a bit of a safety net which works and doesn't work for us because like we are ahead in the narrative and I want to talk about it and like share it with people and say like i'd like get excited about it in public i've had to keep so many secrets and i am not great at it you know so i'm just like ah and i don't want to be like the tom holland like going around like spoiling things for people but you know but like i did but i do i'm just like you know like we, we just recently we got a new cast member on our show and she is phenomenal like uh just the mess on twitter if you don't follow her go follow her she is phenomenal she's like the literally one of the funniest people i've ever seen in my life like before playing with her like on twitter i was just like this is intimidating and i hate you slash love you so much um (laughs) and then like alex just like ran like he just sprung it on us that she was gonna play and i was just like this is amazing i'm gonna tell the whole world and he's like you can't for several months and i'm like this this is evil. This is that's like a true DM move. Like you literally are you're playing God now. This is not fair. And like, yeah, I wasn't allowed to tell anyone about this. And I'm just like, we have an amazing cast member and she's so good. I can't believe this crap. Uh, but yeah, so it's just so it's nice to have that. But for us or for me personally, I'm just like, I, 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 I get stuck because I can't talk about the future episodes with the public. And that's all I want to. I want to. Um, well, I, but trust yeah. me, I, I get the same way because there are some things I'm doing on the side that I definitely want to tell people. But I, I yeah. just I just can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it gets crazy. And like my other podcast, though, we, you know, we have issues. It's a weekly show and the whole the whole concept of that is we're keeping up with our week to week accountability in so far as like uh creation, you know, making comics, we make comic books together. So we like every week we, we meet and we say like, Hey, what were your issues this week with making stuff? Like, how did you do? Did you fail? Did you succeed? So we can't be ahead because the whole concept is that we're keeping ourselves accountable in the moment, you know? Right. So it's like, so it's like people just get to see us stumble and go through whatever we're going through week after week and walk through that mud, you know, or whatever it is, um, mm-hmm. but which is good uh, narratively for people to be on that journey with us, but is such a, a you know tricky thing to pull off week to week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I, I have, I understand that deep, like deep in my soul because there are times where I'm doing this and you hear the us and how many <laughs> yeah. times I say, absolutely. Which <laughs> God knows how many people have told me I say absolutely now. <laughs> I love um, it. I yeah, I learned a bunch of stuff about myself while doing the podcast too. I like now I know what the like the visual wavelength of my um looks like and I'm like, "Oh, that's I know how to get rid of this." It's so mm-hmm. funny. But oh like, well. Yeah, I want to keep it genuine between yeah. me and the me and the interviewee and the people listening. But if I'm keeping it genuine, I man, I say uh and um and yeah. absolutely and cool, 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 <laughs> way too much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I truly the thing that I discovered about myself is because our our podcast is a video podcast. So mm-hmm. I discovered how much I gesticulate. Like I move my hands wildly while I talk, and I never realized it. Like it's just not a thing I ever like was aware of. It was just mm-hmm. I, like it just I'm I was doing it, and then like it occurred to me. So I edit my podcast on two times speed, and so I'm watching it, and I just see myself flailing around like an arm flailing tube <laughs> man, just like like crazy. Like I'm trying to like air traffic control or like I'm, I'm gonna land this plane and my friend steven is like like stoic and beautiful and just staring
staring forward, <laughs> nodding. And I'm like, how does he look like he's not, like time is not touching him. And me, I'm just like speeding through. I am aging on camera while he is just stone statue of, you know, perfection. Yeah. No, so. I get it. I, I get that so much. I I do the same thing where if I'm having a conversation with somebody, I will like even right now, even though I'm not doing a video podcast yeah. at the moment, I am I am moving my hands around because it just right. helps me get the words out better. Oh yeah. All right. Anyways, so that was that's that's who Mr. Anthony is. And again, hats off to you for being a single dad. It is tough and and seriously, high five from oh, yeah. Tennessee. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. You too. Of course. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so let me let me put you in a situation. Let's say okay. we're both picking up our kids at school, right? Okay. And I just approach you. We've never spoken before. And I ask you, what's role-playing to you? How do you respond to that? I need an adult. Someone call the cops. <laughs> Who is this stranger? No, um, well, no. I, so, no, I, I, what I would do is I look at my son and I look at, you know, your son. And I'm like, is he cool? Is he cool? Is he cool though? <laughs> and I see what my son says. And if he's like, if he gives your son the okay, I'm like, okay, I'll answer this question. Um, but I mean, really, like if a stranger asked me that, I'd be like, do you recognize, like, this is weird, but like, do you recognize me? Cause it's kind of cool if you do, if you do, I'm on board. Like we could be best friends and we'll talk about role playing. But if you recognize me from Critically Stupid, tell Alex. Cause I think he's going to kill my character at some point. And like, I need to know. I need him to know that I'm important. Um, oh man, I listen. I have got to stop making my like. I have got to stop making up these scenarios and just ask people what role play means to them. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what that's what the good stuff is. No, um, okay, but but to answer, but really, if you ask me that, I'd be like, wow, okay, uh, interesting. Well, I feel like role playing to me is an opportunity to filter. Um, you know, the experience of being alive through someone who isn't me, you know, like the, the opportunity to wear a mask and, you know, kind of be myself through the lens of someone else, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I, I like that idea. I like the, the fact that I can translate experience in a way. And it's also a challenge that I really enjoy. You know, I really enjoy the fact that like, sometimes I as a person and a player will have information or know something or, or maybe like be capable of solving a problem that my, my character simply isn't. So I have to find a way to, to dance with that particular music of my character and figure out a freaking way to communicate this thing through the, you know, the filter of that, you know, experience. And I, I like that. That's what role playing is to me. I get that, and I feel the same way because I, I like I like the different avenues of role playing because there is tabletop role playing, and then there is MMO role playing, and then there's like LARPing role playing, and right. then, and I love venturing into each of these avenues. Which, if Diana's listening to this, she can make fun of me because I do LARP on occasion, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I like, I know, I, right? I would LARP as Lin Manuel Miranda. And just mm -hmm. like be him for a day. That's what I want to LARP as. Just I want to be him all the time. I feel like he's cool and he's a good writer and he has a great name. So that's if I could LARP, it would be him. I get you. But how did you get into role playing? Like, where did you start at? What was the first thing you did? Okay. Um, I would say that for me, uh, 
the very beginning of role playing, as far as I'm concerned, was uh, just playing pretend as a kid and in my bathtub and like, you know, having toys. <laughs> and I would just tell an entire narrative with my X-Men figures and my gargoyle toys and like what, mm -hmm. you know, like I would that's what, like that was the beginning of it for me as I would embody these characters with these little pieces of plastic that were basically just like, you know, like irrelevant, just as arbitrary as rocks, you know, and I basically I am living in my brain as these characters come to life in my hands. Um, that was like the first version of role playing for me. And then beyond that, it was like playing, you know, just literally playing pretend, going out and pretending I'm Jim Carrey in the mask. And now I'm like expanding on who the mask is as my, you know, like eight year old self or whatever, you know, running around. Like that was my first version of it beyond, you know, before like ever being introduced to playing, you know, as like specifically playing a game. Mm -hmm. So, Anthony, hold on. I have to I had to stop you for a second. Did you say you had gargoyles, gargoyles toys? I'm pretty sure I yeah well I did actually oh, I think yeah I you, you mean I gargoyles had... from the uh, uh the aired show I mean the show that aired between October 24th 1994 and February 15th 1997 I believe so I yeah I well I know for a fact I had a lot of X Men toys and I think I remember having a Goliath figure and I thought I had a what was it Bronx Bronx yeah figure. Anthony yeah. you and I are gonna be best friends. Yeah, why did you also have gargoyles toys? I, I absolutely had gargoyles toys. Yeah, I was obsessed I, with that show when I was a kid. Oh god, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like that show was way above most children's heads, myself included. Like, as far mm -hmm. as the like general serialized narrative of it, and I think it was trying to do something that most kids shows wouldn't ever try to do. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I feel like they really touched on some awesome things in that show. Um, that being said, like it's such a, it's just badass. It's such a cool series. Those characters it, are awesome. <laughs> so. It was, it was. I'm sorry for going off on that side tangent there. I just, I, I hadn't heard about gargles in so long, and you've brought out a core memory in me. Oh, <laughs> so I had to quickly know, talk about that. No, that's, I mean, that's exactly, but th that's what would happen is, you know, I would, I would just be like, okay, well, this is, I have Goliath, and now I also have this, this, like, 12-inch tall Wolverine Weapon X figure for some reason. They're very different sizes and not of the same universe at all. Um, but now they're going to meet in my bathtub, and this is how this works. And, you know, so it's just, I would, <laughs> I would play both characters and just do Right. That. So what about, what about more, not... Uh, I don't know how to put this. I've never actually said that. What about more traditional role-playing-esque games? Like, what was your introduction into that? Was it just D&D? Um, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, I think the closest, before that, I played, like, Werewolf, um, like, One Night Ultimate Werewolf mm -hmm. and that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, well, I was introduced to D&D through Harmontown. Mm -hmm. uh, the podcast Harmontown, and they would like Dan Harmon would play Dungeons and Dragons with Spencer Crittenden and this group of you know friends, and I just loved it. I loved it so much. I fell in love. I was just like, I need to do this with my life, but I could mm -hmm. never find a party. I couldn't find anyone to do it. Eventually, I did. I was introduced to um, a DM named you know Michael, and he he invited me to be part of this party, and I was like, yes, I'm in. So I got to play my first character, Fenring, and I was just like, this is amazing, the best thing. I can't. I, this is my favorite thing. I, I'm gonna do this forever. And I got so into my character, and I did a fun voice, and I just like I loved it. And then COVID happened, and it just oh, died. <laughs> yeah, COVID killed my first uh, oh, D&D experience. Like I got, I literally got to play like I think four times and then you know, like the you know COVID happened and you know we all realized oh wait we can't go each over each other's houses for a while this oh boy and unfortunately the party I was a part of uh didn't want to do digital meetings for whatever reason you know and then so mm -hmm. it was it, so it was a while 
and then eventually uh alex the dm from critically stupid posted you know something on twitter and said hey if anyone's interested in being a you know a, a dipshit with me and playing tnd i was like i i will yes be that dipshit you know and i was just like me mm. please me, me forever yeah, um, I, I love being a dumbass in in my tabletops too don't you worry Oh yeah, I mean, I, like I love it. I, like I, I, like I think the best balance comes from like when you find that, like, when, or like the best characters come from when you find that balance of like silly and sincere stuff. You know, like it's, and that's where our show really strikes like an interesting note. I think with people, where it's like we have a couple of episodes. Actually, there are a couple that just passed that got into some backstory stuff. Where I think I, I truly, I was like, while I was a part of it, I was like, wow, this is this is since like sincerely good it's surprisingly good and i don't like i hope people appreciate this as much as we do right now it's, it's really oh cool. i i appreciate it i love when people can come together and have a good time with oh, this yeah. weird thing that we like to do which is ultimately just playing pretend with some oh, shiny clicky clackies that we're not supposed to eat oh yeah i mean you do you, you i'm gonna eat what i want i'm about to say do you also eat your diet because i do hey <laughs> Edible dice, the way to go. Way of the future. You're on to something. I'm writing that down. That was my idea, everybody. If I don't... Uh-oh. Did you die? What happened? I muted myself because my son came out, and I was talking this entire time. Oh. <laughs> and I guess I didn't go through, but that's fine. Um, did you... Did you... Uh... You said you talked about Werewolf. Yes. And so was that the tabletop role-playing game? Werewolf yes. the Forsaken, was it called? No. No, my, the one I played was just One Night Ultimate Werewolf, where it's, you know, you oh. each get a card and you get a character. Oh, and, you know, that. Like, that, like that, where you lie. You know, you basically have to lie and pretend mm -hmm. that you were a certain character. And, like, you know, you get to play that way. It's not as involved or, like, you know, it's not a long-form improv. It's more long-form, you know, uh, role-play. You know, I've never... Uh, I'm so 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 sorry. I I do not mean to keep interrupting you. I'm so so sorry. Okay. Uh, do you? I've never actually considered it one night ultimate werewolf to be like a role playing aspect, but at the same time, you can't really deny it either because while it is yeah. a game, you are playing a role. And oh, you know, I I actually never thought about that. Maybe there is more than uh, because I'm always trying to broaden the horizons of the role play community. And oh yeah. I've never. I, maybe there is more out there than I've ever thought about. Yeah, I mean it's. It's interesting. I, I mean, I guess, you know, it depends on, you know, like you asked your first question is what is role play to you? So it's just like, you know, if you're you're playing pretend you're trying to create a narrative with other people. And that's what that's what werewolf is. You're literally trying to force a narrative into a group and they're trying to force their narrative into your, you know, you. So it's just and you have to play that together until you create a narrative that works for everyone and you come up with a conclusion. That's a story, you know, and at the end you kill the bad guy. And that's that's the end of a werewolf, which is a narrative, which is you know role playing and that's that's it mm -hmm. there is a thing i like to do on this podcast called the question of the week i don't know if diana warned you about this but nope. it she is a thing okay. ah wow uh so we can blame diana for this so I the question of the week everything. <laughs> um the question of the week is basically something that a interviewee gets to ask and then the community can answer that question and next episode we come back and we visit those but we also asked the guests themselves so your character arnold right yes the question that was asked by the last week's guest was uh if your character became a god of something what would that be and i have heard your podcast and i i know who arnold is so if arnold became a god of something what would it be 
Oh, I mean, obviously friendship. I'm gonna. Oh my god! <laughs> like if God, if he's the god of anything, it's friendship. It I, has to be. I knew you were gonna answer with that because your character just befriends everybody. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, he's he's been making some like serious, interesting strides lately, but it's I'm it's still consistent. I'm going with friendship. It's it's friendship is magic, and he's he's going for it. Mm. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that has to be the answer. Do you have any other characters? Like, out of curiosity, do you have any other characters besides Arnold? Um, not actively. Like, my, I had my first one that I really liked, which was Fenring. He was a, a a wild magic sorcerer, and it was it was so much fun to play that character too. Um, mm. but yeah, it was. I did, like he was he was modeled after uh Moe's from the, the like the IT crowd. Mm-hmm. It was like, I. What's going on? <laughs> just like one of the like always kind of cheerful and like has an accent I don't have, which is a lot of fun to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone, but... someone in the community actually asked if they could expand on that question and asked like, could you consider your god, your your deity, to be good or bad? So I'm I'm thinking about Arnold and like because I think of Arnold, but I think of Arnold as a good character. I don't know yeah. what his oh, yeah, actual yeah. alignment he's, is, but he's. he's... No, I I would say like I usually like I have trouble because I can play characters fine. Like I enjoy playing characters and like filtering certain things. But as far as like morality and like like the alignments are concerned, I prefer to play characters that I agree with most of the time, at least. So it's mm-hmm. like I usually play chaotic good characters, and that's kind of what Arnold is. You know, mm-hmm. he he doesn't actually care about the law or you know what anyone says. He just he is trying to do the right thing. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's who Arnold is. So. Yeah, I I also play a lot of characters who are chaotically good, just because most of the time my characters are trying to trying quote unquote to do uh, the right thing. Right. Uh, however, normally it's failing miserably. Oh yeah, of course. But I'm going to read off some of these other answers if that is okay. Oh yeah, sure. Um, Varane said loyalty sacrifice our combat and i said why not all three because if you're a deity then you don't have to be the deity of anything one specific thing you can just be a deity of a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. how do you how do you feel about deities in uh your role-playing experience uh well i well i know that you know obviously some characters have you know, like have deities that give them powers so you know mm-hmm. that's it's it's a reality of that world that you can't deny you mm-hmm. know so that, that's interesting so you know if, if someone's like you can't you unfortunately you know you 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 can't you have to sort not not that you have to be of a religion if you play but you have to recognize that there is an objective reality of the D world in which these mm-hmm. deities do exist so you can't necessarily say that you don't believe in them because they are there you yeah. know so that the... you know that's go ahead i'm sorry oh i was just gonna say you know that's just part of the fiction is you have to you know you have to carve your existence within the you know the framework that's been given to you and that's just part of it you know fortunately or unfortunately Mm -hmm. in elder scrolls there is the divine um the divines which are like these eight gods quote unquote and they have like different names depending on like which culture you're viewing them from but they do actively do things in the universe like they do actually communicate with people and so on they don't do it as much as the the bad gods because the the bad ones are trying to uh, in this instance they're called the daedric the daedric princes don't don't give a fuck and they just they're just there to screw with everybody but it's undeniable that they are in fact there right 
Sorry, that yeah. was a. I had no, to. Just... I, I, I kind of had to expound on that one because when I realized it, I was like, "Oh, that's that's actually not leading into much of a much into a question that I could expound on." <laughs> My apologies. How does Arnold feel about deities? Um, honestly, I'll say Arnold uh, doesn't think about religion or deities much he tries uh i mean i don't want to go into arnold's backstory too much because it hasn't been uh, canonically explained on the show yet uh mm-hmm. but i will say that like he tries really hard to focus on what he has in the moment and not what he's lost and not what might come in the future because of some experiences he's had so he tries to not think that you know because it's really easy to slip into the like shaking your fist at the gods above and it's really easy you know so like he's he's trying to just focus on the good and not necessarily think about all that or else he might be one to slip into the dark side of you know uh not being so happy with the way his life has gone Mm mm-hmm so if it's okay with you, uh, moving away from that conversation and into this next little bit, and don't worry, these things aren't actually that long. I know it sounds like it feels like we haven't been recording a lot, but these this will be fleshed out. Don't worry. Um, is there a specific? I like to ask the guests if they have a specific topic that they want to bring to the table, or that they just want to have a conversation at this point. Oh, you like with you right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do you have a specific topic you want to talk about on the podcast? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm I'm curious to know because you talk to a lot of people who do, uh, you know, obviously are role players. Uh, do people often do a lot of the characters uh, get into voices um, and actually perform as the character often in character voice when they're not on shows? Because I, you know, I I've only been a part of like two tables and like. Uh, the the first one, like the character, the the characters, the people I was playing with didn't have very strong character voices uh, mm-hmm. for their characters. They didn't do accents or do anything like that. And I noticed that, like, um, I when I came in, I was you know I'm naive and like I'm just like I just want to do funny voices and stuff. Uh, so I was like I'm gonna do it, and I just went with it. And then when I did that, I noticed that a couple of them jo- started like beginning began to join me and it was just like it really livened things up and like it, it felt real like it felt like we were more involved in the role play and i was just wondering if like if like what your experience is with that and if you notice that people you know often go into those voices or if there's a difference for with the enthusiasm if there is a voice or not or you know if, mm-hmm. i'm curious about so it really depends on which sort of like role playing avenue you're talking about because an MMO role playing like let's say you and I are role playing in um World of Warcraft and we use primarily the message box the chat box to role play what our characters are doing through emotes or through the say programs or whatever like that. Now when we're doing that it's just two random people. I have no idea who's on the other side of that character. It could be literally anybody. So we're not communicating through voice at all right. it is it is simply through the game so yeah okay interesting but, but we do get into groups who like to who like to put a voice to their characters like i have characters who i think a certain actor would be like their voice would be perfect for that character yes. and I'll, I'll tell them like hey this is this is sort of the voice that you're hearing when you're role-playing yeah. with my character um, and sometimes, even then, even after all that, uh, sometimes you'll get into, a, like, someone's Discord. Like, you'll join someone's guild, they have a Discord, 
and you can hear people sometimes right. in a voice chat like talking to each other in character that's cool and it, but that doesn't happen a lot now in the tabletop uh instances again it really sort of depends on how people's like what people's comfort is because when i'm looking at you face to face i i have a hard time getting into my character's voice depending on who they are um yeah <laughs> except for one and it's this really snobbish voice like oh you know I, I i love that voice for some reason and i can't get over it i have no problems doing that one but like other voices when it's like serious i have a very hard time doing it unless i'm gming and then i'll come up with something i i'll i'll think about oh my god this character they're a they're a, a bug thing so i'll be so i'll just start ah hello everyone it's so nice to meet you and then so mm-hmm. on it, it's easier as a gm to do it but right. for for players it, again it really sort of depends on your group because people love getting into character or yeah. into the character's voices and and sometimes I mean, you might sit down with a group of people or, or with somebody in your group who doesn't like the role play at all. They are just there to roll dice and move their character around and make decisions. That is all they want to do. Oh, yeah. Um, cosplaying, which I do find as an avenue of role playing, because when I've, I've talked to many cosplayers and they have told me that they feel different when they're in costume. They feel confident when they're in costume. Yeah, that makes and sense. And sometimes they do gain character. As a matter of fact, there was um, you can find a video out there of Adam Savage. Do you know who Adam Savage is? Yes, Mythbusters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did a, a cosplay as No Face from uh, that one studio, studio Ghibli movie. I can't think of it. What the My Neighbor Totoro or um or Totoro? No, not Hang that on. one. Not not that one. Let me see. What was No Face in? Spirited, spirited away spirited away yeah that was a... spirited away so he talks about being this character and he just went as this it's just a mask over a black sheet and he was giving out these coins okay and then people would turn around and give him the coins back because when the in in the show if i can remember this correctly and i'm sorry to anybody out there who who thinks i'm butchering this i i am in the show it he it, taking gold or things from no face was actively a bad thing so they returned the gold and like that's how and mm-hmm. while that's not voice it is still a a show of people in character if that makes sense yeah and yeah, larping is its own beast i mean yeah of course i mean that sounds uh, like fun like larping sounds like such a good vacation I I don't know. I feel like I would really enjoy it depending mm. on, you know, what the what the situation was in the story. I don't um, honestly understand why people do not like LARPing or, or think that LARPing is something to make fun of primarily because it actively you have to actively participate in it. Um, yeah. There are many different rule sets you can play by. Uh, you can create your own costume and your own stuff and have fun and actually be physical and outside you could go outside and uh, touch grass which is something I, that not he, enough people do well i mean i i think it's a it's a, a matter of it's like a classist situation because if you think about it i like 
given a given the opportunity we would like in a capitalistic you know society like ours we're eventually going to have a west world which is just larping like we're just mm. like eventually we are going to have you know a situation where you go somewhere and you do get to pretend to be a vampire you do get to pretend to be a superhero you do get to pretend and that's just a live action role play but like at the moment when people think of larping they think of lightning bolt lightning bolt lightning oh, bolt and some kid throwing seed packets at his friend you know and it's like yeah, it's that, but that it takes it takes like a level of an imagina- of imagination to like see that as something that you know isn't happening physically. But that's all all role playing is. So it's like I I know that there's still um, some prejudice against it, but I I think it's fun. I I'm sure. I mean, it looks like fun, and I think that the people who are involved usually seem like really fun, interesting, creative people. So I don't know. Like it's I have nothing but like positive things to say about the idea. You blew my mind, Anthony. I'm sorry. I'm I can't get over the fact that what you just said, Westworld is LARPing, and oh my god, you're right. Westworld is just LARPing with drama. Yeah, it's just LARPing with drama and money. That's it. Like if because you know it's it's the costuming and the effects. If you could, if we could just use holograms, and we're getting there with augmented reality situations. You put on glasses, enter a room, and suddenly you're next man. You know, like that's you can be in the danger room. You know, mm-hmm. like we're getting there very quickly. And it's, and you know, as soon as we you get to that ready player one place, everyone's LARPing. That's all Twitter is, is LARPing. That's mm-hmm. all everything, you know, we're all putting on this like some veneer, some artifice, you know, to some extent and, you know, sharing what we choose to share with the public. And it's, it's all a fun, silly game. And, you know, I, I feel like role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, and, you know, these these games are, you know, and, like, live-action role-play in general, they give you this opportunity to be another person, wear another person's skin, and tell a story with each other and have fun. Like, that's, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Do you find, this sort of, like, runs about to what we were talking about earlier and how you're talking about the faces that we wear and when I asked you about, like, what, what you think role-playing is, do you find that you're wearing more masks now that you're into role playing, or do you find that you feel more yourself after being involved in the role playing community? Um, if that I, makes sense to you, that might yeah, not make any sense. No, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I feel like there's more of me in Arnold than there is Arnold in me in any mm-hmm. given time. Like, I, I've like when I when I play character, most of the time, what it is is I'm trying to uh be myself while giving life to this other character that i'm not you know so like in my life i'm like i am basically i do everything i can to basically be a bard anyway you know i i'm a storyteller and a music maker and i you know i do what i can i you know i'm a i'm the dreamer of dreams (laughs) you know but like i i just i always just do what i can i'm I'm trying my freaking best and i'm living my life um and like i've i've been that way for a long time and i'm I'm just like and it's a struggle just like every everyone else you know but like i'm free i'm actively trying and i think that Sometimes, uh, like role playing, when I get to be Arnold, I feel like there's less uh, encumbrance. Like I feel like I'm I'm less uh, like there are less barriers between me and the dream that I'm trying to live all the time. You know, and and the only difference is I have to do it as like a goofball, which I'm kind of a goofball anyway, and I just get to you know exaggerate it a bit as Arnold. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, sort of going off onto another? Uh, same same conversation we're talking about role playing and masks and such but kind of going off on a, on a side thing i'm really curious about your as a single father what your opinion on this is how do you feel about role playing for with with uh for children oh yeah um my son and i play D. we actually like we create mini dungeons together and like for each other and just run characters through it 
that's, that's you so know that, cool. yeah that's just something we do like um it actually started i started with sidewalk chalk and i would draw big mazes it's actually you can see it on uh my instagram i have one still saved up there um but it's i think it's instagram.com slash anthony has issues um but it's like I, I started with sidewalk chalk where I would just draw a big maze and I draw like weapons in one little corridor and like chests in one and like a key and a monster. And like, you know, he had to make his way through this maze and find the weapon in order to stop the monster in order to get the, you know, get the chest. And it's just telling this this hero's journey for my son. Um, and that's how we, that's how we started doing that. And then like now it's it's become like a pen and paper. He likes drawing maps and drawing uh, the you know drawing his own dungeons and coming up with traps and secrets and you know like that kind of stuff. And we, so we come up with characters and we we just do one offs over and over. You know, it's it's fun. So we do that and then we do. Um, he and I like to play like tabletop card games like uh, Here to Slay and Five Minute mm -hmm. Dungeon and that, like mm -hmm. that kind of stuff where it's like you're not actively role playing the characters but you are running through a dungeon and running through you know similar and, campaigns. And, so. and just having fun yeah. I yeah. I like that because one of the things I, I hope I, I do hope that my son likes role playing but you know if he if he doesn't like Dungeons Dragons and Pathfinder and all the other books that I have over here <laughs> then know. you know it's perfectly fine. I'm going to love my son no matter what. And I'm going to support him no matter what. But I, I really do hope that he enjoys this thing and we can share that bond together. Oh, definitely. So what I'm trying to say is I am very jealous of you is what I'm trying to say. Oh, no. I mean, like, I remember, like, I mean, I'm not far from the years of, like, I remember looking at my son as, like, a little worm baby and just being like oh gosh i really like i can't wait to be able to like play a video game with you or hang out with you i can't wait and then like once it started happening i was like oh my gosh you can play odd world with me this is crazy my and then God, we're playing yeah. yeah and then i was like wait you're doing this right now i can't believe it and then like now we're at the point point where like he beats me at some game like we play kirby and like we play mini games and sometimes he beats me and i'm like wow you're you just legitimately beat me at that one i can't believe I this like my son beat the new Kirby game. I forget what it's called. I, I, I we got it for him. It's like Kirby. Is it the buffet one or the? No, after that. It's it was after that. Oh, we just got that too. I don't know what it's called. Well, he beat that before he even turned four. He beat yeah. that by himself by before he even turned four years old. And I'm sitting there watching. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. my, oh gosh. And like we're playing Mario Kart the other day. Yes. And he actually, um, like he got. I've been playing with him and I tried to like keep it to like we're kind of neck and neck. Uh -huh. But he like legitimately like nearly beat me the other day. I was like, what's going on? You're four years old. This shouldn't be possible. <laughs> that's amazing. And it was on that day you learned you weren't as good as you thought at Mario Kart. Uh, yeah, that's what it really is. I'm just I'm just really bad at Mario Kart. And no. like now now he's obsessed with Tetris and like oh, I nice. just Yeah, we went through just... we went through that for a while. Cool, 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 cool. I just, I don't know. I love, I really hope that my son can enjoy this thing as, not as passionately as I do because, oh man, I am, I am way into the, way too far into the community, <laughs> to be honest with you. But I really hope he enjoys these stories that we can tell together and like hope to, to goodness that we can share some of these. Oh yeah, I'm sure he will. I mean, I think it's all about like, presentation and openness and you know just like openness to experience and letting him have it you know experience it the way he can while you're sharing it and not forcing certain things you know like i'm and you you know I'm just, like you have a love for it so i'm sure you're going to express it in the way that is loving so that's good mm -hmm. i'm yeah, sure well, there's, 
there's some things like sometimes you you have a love for something that you technically don't want your kids to get into like <laughs> i love skateboarding man. i love skateboarding it's one of the yeah. best ways for me to burn off stress anxiety God, whatever so just just to just to go down to the like when i take my son down to the park uh yeah. there's a skate park nearby and i'll just i'll just sit over at the skate park and watch him uh, watch him play or he'll come over and just like sort of sit on his laptop while I skate and yeah. we just have a good time but I don't know if I ever want my son to skate because oh, I I, I have messed myself up skating like my oh, yeah. knee oh no oh yeah I skated um up until I was 15 and then when I started driving I was like okay if I I like now I I went from like hardcore sweaty skateboarder like that's all I did with my whole life was play skateboard and play or play guitar and skateboard um and I was just like this is my whole life I love this and then I was like wait girls exist girls exist and then like I just I was like okay so I started focusing on that and I was like you know what I miss skateboarding and then it occurred to me I was like wait if I break something now I have to pay for it. If I break my if I break my leg, no one's paying for that but me, and I can't mm-hmm. afford this. As you know, so I'm just like, oh god, man, never fine. I miss it, but you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I was, I god, I I I miss skateboarding. It was, it was such a good time in my life. Oh, it was. I I used to sit there and think about all these crazy stories. Like that was one of the things I did when I first got into role playing. Was I would sit there and I'd think about these characters and these concepts and these ideas while right. I was out skateboarding, and that's probably why i messed up so much back then <laughs> is because i was not focused on keeping yeah. myself alive that's amazing yeah just just you you should be looking forward so you know no sewer grates or big rocks or anything like that oh i'm, instead, I'm gonna bubble wrap him i'm i'm gonna I, he's gonna be full gear i'm gonna yeah. give him a bulletproof vest and i'm gonna bubble wrap him just yeah. completely and he's not gonna be able to move but i can't i will be able to at least push him just make him into like a big solid eyeball so he's like a beholder and just let it it's like it's like larp skateboarding it's it'd be amazing larp skateboarding you know boarding I'm, I'm pretty sure there is like like there are so many different tabletops out there oh, yeah. you have tabletops from anything but like there was a team rocket based uh, oh my gosh tabletop that was called blasting off again that just came out not so long ago on kickstarter uh, yeah. or just just finished on kickstarter uh you have one that's like you instead of using like people as your figures you're using cars and like you have to travel around with your car and like people okay. will take hot wheels and like rust them up and, of course hold on is there like hold on i'm gonna google this very quick skateboarding skateboarding table ttr pg i just want to see this there is a scott pilgrim like skating rpg <laughs> that's incredible of course there is i mean why would there not be and now we have to all play skate punk oh man oh man oh no <laughs> i'm going down a rabbit hole again I don't <laughs> like this anyways anyways i'm yep. i'm done talking about that is is uh, moving on, moving on. I am so so sorry because I'm about to go <laughs> no. off on a tangent. Do you have any questions for me at all about the community? Like you've already asked a, co- a question, but like normally I like to keep there's like two separate segments. Like there's one for topics and conversation, and then like yeah. if anybody has like a, a question about role playing in general, I can answer for them. I, I I try to leave that here for them. Huh. 
I mean, I don't about role playing in general, but I am curious since you talk to you know so many people and you're you say you're you know you're a big part of the role playing community. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm a big part of the like. I'm not. All right, you're like the big. king of role players, is what no. I've been told. You are the. Oh God, no! Whoever told you're the you that, head no. honcho of of the role play, the RPs, the yeah. Um. So so. Um, so your majesty, I ask, oh, no. I, I humble myself before you. Uh, no, so I, I, I'm just curious, like, based on, like, what you know and, like, what you've seen, um, how, <laughs> what sort of things do you think people are looking for in an actual play podcast? Like, what do you think, like, really gets people interested in that kind of thing? Because, you know, you're talking about role-playing, which is really cool and really interesting, and I, I hope a lot of people listening to your show or start listening to your show, because uh, it's fun. Like, I, I like, like, talking about it and hearing about it and hearing other people's perspectives. But I'm curious about, like, I know I'm not the only one who enjoys listening to people play the game, so I'm wondering, like, you know, what do you think, what, what do people, like, really get into as far as, like, you know, listening to actual play podcasts? What do you think the draw can be for some people? Okay, so actually, there are sort of four different. There are four different bars to look at. Uh, are by bars, I mean, like there's one extreme or the other. Uh, so there's like two different kind of one extreme or another. So people have a comfort level or an interest level that you really want to hit. Now, unfortunately, uh, we the universe loves diversity. So some people just don't want anything in there other than the people role, like people uh, talking about it, rolling dice, having fun, cutting up, and that's good enough. And then there are some people who like this, uh, if we're talking about audio drama, like audio actual plays, and I know you're a video, and I'm about to get to that in a second, but like people who do only audio only, there's also like this other extreme to that where it's like almost a mix of audio drama and role-playing at once where people bring in voice actors uh put in music put in sound effects like all this sorts of oh, stuff oh yeah and, have and you pe- are you familiar with two monsters rolling dice i am not but i can be really um they quick. are i mean like you know aside from my own stuff that i will plug endlessly they are an incredible show like i just uh, got into them like just discovered them because we act- we had a guest from their show on our show um we had someone from their show on our show and sabina like she was incredible like one of those things where it's like intimidatingly good and we were i like so it made me think like okay i need to go listen to her show and see what that's like if she's this good you know mm-hmm. so i i did and they do they, they do exactly what you're talking about where they have you know just like this incredible production quality with like all these like beautiful like this beautiful music but not just like ambient music but like li- like background effects like background sounds that fit each set like each uh scene as it's happening with like sound mm-hmm. effects and different like you know you hear the whole crowd and everything that's happening and then their voice acting is amazing like this is a beautiful audio drama so anyway so like that was something that i didn't re- i've never really experienced before their show and they do it so well that i was like oh okay they nailed it i t- that's my favorite mm-hmm. one now yeah and in the video aspect it's the same thing like the left the left extreme is or when the bar is all the way down it's just people looking into a camera and having a conversation with other people and it's being recorded and they're role-playing and like that's that's it when it comes to like that that side of the extreme and then the other side is like you got uh uh critical role where it's these big extravagant shows where you have voice actors coming on and and people coming on to do a role-playing session and like it's really hard to hit 
exactly what people want because some people uh think like they see critical role and they think oh that's what all actual plays are like and it's and it's, right. and it's not um and unfortunately there's nothing we can change about that because critical role is just so big um, oh yeah i mean it's crazy like some dms are actually good at doing voices like alex like howard i'm just kidding no like matt is amazing matt mercer is like a god um but uh alex uh I'm just, i just want to say like you know you're bringing up critical role a lot it's making me insecure and i know alex would hate me if i didn't say that our show critically stupid is really great he, his voices are top-notch. I mean, all three of the voices that he pretends are ten different voices are so good. And, every, like, his his French accent can magically double as a Russian accent. Like, if, if you are not, if you don't appreciate that, I don't know what to tell you. Is it like looking at the train, like looking at a, a, a the the GIF or the GIF, whatever the fuck you say it is, uh, of the train going one way, but it's like, if you think hard oh, yeah. enough, it can go backwards. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that is our show and our life, but no, it's, I, I'm totally, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think we think about that while we record our show, we're like, okay, how are people going to perceive us? What are we doing? You know? And like, mm -hmm. what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of post, you know, post-production type stuff do we put in this? Do we put any, do we just focus on us? And we're still, you know, cause like we're on season two now, but we're still a relatively new show. So we're just like, mm -hmm. we're still trying to figure out like what works for us versus like what more can we do to help you know like what what works who are we and like what more can we do to like get people interested so they can tell the story you know be with us to tell the story so, oh no i yeah. i totally get it because uh, it's the same thing here not only do i try to keep the conversation interesting for the people listening but also for the interviewee so that way you know i'm not losing you um right. but i also try to experiment with stuff on the side like in one episode i tried to do like an ambient background noise here and there and okay. it didn't really click with me and i don't think it's because i didn't do it correctly i think it's because i just don't like having ambient noise in the background yeah so I, I like i still put that out there but i said to myself i don't think i'm gonna do that again unless it's something that like like we're having a conversation about a specific thing and then like i throw in a sound effect for the sake of the right. podcast oh yeah that makes sense i hope that answered your question yeah no, i know I we kind of went up on a tangent out there for a second no, but yeah all right, so now you get to plug yourself. Plug everything. Plug absolutely everything you want right here. I don't care if it takes an hour, but let me know <laughs> so I can go get a cup of coffee. All right. Um, so I'm on a weekly podcast called We Have Issues. It's my best friend and I have been trying to make comic books since high school. We failed a billion times, and we were mm -hmm. like, you know what? Let's try one more time now that we're adults and we have less time than ever to make anything. <laughs> let's let's get together. And we're like, But that's the, the whole idea of the show is we have real issues with life. We are parents. We have jobs. We have to deal with all this stuff. You know, I, I try to date, and I fail. And like, you know, we, we go through all this, like, funny stuff. Um, so we talk about that. We talk about, like, the things that legitimately got in the way and we talk about other things that we just were distracted by throughout the week and we talk about our comic book issues um so it's called we have issues comes out every wednesday you can find it on youtube or spotify or everywhere podcasts are found uh right now we have a book on kickstarter it's called deathless issue two please go check that out it's a supernatural action comedy um i wrote it and it's one of my favorite things i've ever worked on in my life and i think uh, my best friend does all the art and it's 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 please watch critically stupid obviously that's the reason i'm here and alex will kill me and kill my character if i don't mention it and keep saying you know, how great he is over and over and oh over uh, no but i'm just like but... i'm sorry i'm just imagining <laughs> like you sitting down and alex is across the table his hands 
clasped together like up to his nose in that in that classic villain pose at the desk. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. And he just looks at oh, you yeah. and goes, "You didn't talk about the podcast on that one interview." Oh no, no, it's more like like I noticed that only 25 percent of your interview uh, was mentioning critically stupid, and the other uh, percentage was about the we have issues. The fact that you mentioned that. I here's the math, and he breaks it down in like this bar graph, and I'm just like, no. When it, you know, he turns around, there's a bunch of like red yarn, like pointing to me and the other podcast it's, and everything. It's I talk about meme. It's the Charlie Kelly thing. Yeah, he's just, it's just he's just lost his mind hating me because I haven't mentioned how great critically stupid is. Um, but no, the the truth is, I please go watch this show. It's more, it is one of my favorite things I've ever done in my life, and I hope to do it for as long as they'll possibly let me. Uh, we. We have probably the silliest intro song of any podcast in the history of intro songs, and it's it's been such a great time. Our cast is just getting better and more comfortable, and the story is progressing in a way that I think that, like, everyone would agree that it's just getting – we're all more comfortable and getting better at what we're doing, and I, I think it's a, it's a great show. So I, I, I hope everyone does go check that out. You can find that everywhere podcasts are found. Please go rate it, review it. If you've ever seen our show, go to Good Pods. Check it out. You know, give us the – give us whatever review you think is fair, but that's that has to be five stars or else please go away and never talk to me again um but yeah but that's you know that's that's everything i have i have to sell i have you know i have two podcasts i'm making comic books i'm doing everything i can i recently got it i'm trying to make a movie that's going to be coming but you know you have to follow our podcast to keep an eye on that so Mm -hmm. that's awesome i've i wow that's incredible like you're going straight from comic books to podcasting just straight into movies yeah, well, uh, I've always wanted to, like, my initially, I started writing because I wanted to make screen, I wanted to make movies, I wanted to write screenplays, mm-hmm. but it was like an untenable, you know, situation, it's just, it's so difficult to finance and get a movie together and find the crew and everything, so I was like, I need something I could do by myself, so I started writing books, like, just novels in general, you know, and that kind of thing, uh, but recently... Uh, there was this contest uh, hosted by Kevin Smith, uh, the filmmaker, and he was like, it was a short comedy film pod, uh, contest for screenwriters. And I was like, you know what? I have a day off. I'm going to just write a script. I haven't written a script in a long time. I'm going to write a script. So I wrote a script based on this silly story that I pitched on our podcast. And uh, I got in the top 10 of the screenwriting contest. Really? So, That's awesome. Yeah, I got in the top. I'm like, I'm in the top ten. They featured me on their like social media and all this stuff, and it was like, it was a big deal. I was like, this is awesome. I'm freaking top ten screenwriting like on Kevin Smith's you know contest. This is amazing, and like, it was like, it was really cool. And people showed up and reviewed it and like rated it and like rated my script and like really enjoyed it. And I was like, oh man, this is really like pumping me up. I can't. Wait. I want to make this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like, so I've been talking to people and like, you know, we, we I've been slowly casting it. And we're gonna do a table read on our podcast live at some point soon. Oh, uh, so goodness. yeah. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. So you know, if you're interested, especially especially if you like like horror vampire stuff, like go check out We Have and we'll we're going to do that live and probably with Diana, who you interviewed here. So right, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I am so excited for you. Like I am legitimately very excited for you. Congratulations, that's so awesome. Thank you. Of course. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug right here before we go on to the question? Uh, no, no. Awesome. Everything that you just heard, I will, of course, link down in the description. Uh, this is, goes on, you know, if you're in YouTube, link down below. Again, podcast, open up the show notes. There it is. So you get to ask the new question of the week. Okay. So I can ask anything I want, and it's going to be like you're going to ask it to the next person, right? Yes, but keep it holy. Oh, of course. Um, 
my my question to you is, and it, oh, are, these are all role players, correct? Like someone they yeah. have a character. Okay, yeah, okay. everybody, oh, yeah, everybody like, in the community pretty much has a character. I mean, I I guess people can join the community and not be a role player technically, but you know, generally speaking, most people have a character. Of of course. Okay, so my question to you, to you know, to everyone is. Am I allowed to ask more than one or just one solid question? That's what we're doing. You know what? No one's ever asked me if they could have more than one question. So you go ahead and ask me all the questions you want. Okay. I really just want to, I'd like, okay. My first question is if you had to drop your character that you're, you're playing right now in any Disney movie, animated mm-hmm. or otherwise, any Disney movie, Ooh. what character would you drop your, or what movie would you drop your character into? Um, my second question is, if you happen to drop your character into uh, Aladdin, what would your character ask of the genie? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, I love that. I I really I actually like that because I've never thought about putting my character into, like, any, any Other, movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, what about Arnold? How, let me, like, I want to actually get where Arnold would fit into those two questions. Okay, so, um, oh man. All right, uh, I should have probably thought of this, but I just came up with the question on the spot. So, um, let me see. If Arnold were to be dropped into any Disney movie, it would probably be. Let me think. What's it, what makes most sense for Arnold? I mean, it would make most sense for Aladdin, honestly. Um, and what he would do is first, first of all, he would wish that the genie was his best friend. That would he'd waste a wish right away on that. Just. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the I'm oh, so sorry, but like off the side of my head, was Air Bud a Disney movie? I think it was. What I feel like Arnold would be really good in <laughs> Air Bud because that's really all it's about. It's just about making friends with a dog who can play basketball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's that's true. I Arnold doesn't have the sports skills, so maybe he needs a best friend that who does. Mm. Um, but I imagine, like, I, I, I can just see, like, you've never had a friend like me. And it's just Arnold, like, yes, I have. And now I have another one. And just, like, it's just collecting. Um, so I'd probably choose Aladdin. Uh, Arnold would make friends with literally everyone in that movie, including Jafar, uh, who, I mean, he, t- let's be fair here, he would have given him that lamp. <laughs> like, I, Arnold would have probably gone down there, grabbed the lamp, come back up, and Jafar would be like, give me the lamp! And he'd be like, okay! And he'd give it to him, but then he'd, you know, <laughs> you know and like, but he'd find his way out, because that's what heroes do. <laughs> you know, so, you know, he gets his way, he makes friends with the Cave of Wonders, he finds his way out, he knows because there's a genie in the universe that there are other magical characters that exist. There's no chance he's the only genie. In fact, he makes another genie in that movie. You know, so you know there are numerous genies, numerous magic items. He looks around the cave, finds another one, you know, befriends the cave itself, comes out, defeats Jafar while becoming his friend, then frees the genie and has an extra wish and doesn't even care to use it because he's busy singing songs. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, I feel like that's what Arnold would do. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I love the image of that so much. (laughs) Um, anyways, draw a comic about that. Yeah, there right. <laughs> exactly. So, thank you again for coming on, Anthony. I, I appreciate you so much. Please go listen to his podcast. Uh, this is the part where we do the outro. Again, like I said, I appreciate you for coming on. Thank oh, no, thank you for videos. having me. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. It was fun. Thank you. I, thank you for powering through the awkward silences and the uh, technical difficulties that we had midway through. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. No problem at all. Yeah, hope it uh, works out. Everything that you can listen to, everything that Mr. Anthony here spoke of, again, you can find it down below. To answer the question a week, feel free to 
message us at Twitter. Again, you can find it down below. Or come join the Discord and answer there. Um, and that's it. That's all I got. Anthony, thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good night.